Welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 3 p.m. UTC every Friday on Bullcrypt's Twitter Spaces. Hey everyone, welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Here we are to discuss the most exciting industry topics with the best industry experts, influencers, and remarkable personalities. I'm Konstantin Kogan, co-founder of Bullperks, and today's topics is the impact of the metaverse on the fashion industry. We're thrilled to introduce our special guest, Warren Parker Mills, the CEO and host of Fashion Metaverse Club, member of advisory board at Metaverse Fashion Council, and CEO and founder of Before Stores. Hi, Warren. Hey, Constantine. I'm well. How are you? Um, amazing. You know, happy, happy to have you here. With all the madness happening in the world, like you know, fashion is still something that gives people like a, a little smile on their face. <laughs> so, if, at least we can we can talk about this part of the thing. Right. Yeah. So, before we start, I just yeah, you did the time to you know tell a little bit about your background to our mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, sure thing. Well, firstly, thank you so so much for this opportunity. It's great to um, to talk to you again. I know we had a couple of conversations before, but it's always nice to kind of structure it and kind of outline a few other bits and pieces. So, a little bit about me. I'm a veteran of the fashion industry. I've been in the trade for about 35 years, man and boy. Um, and worked with lots of brands that you guys would know um, and a lot that you wouldn't know as well. And um, my work really is kind of part sales, kind of marketing, facilitator, connector, um, executor of operations and projects, basically taking brands to market. That's just not just fashion brands, but lifestyle brands and FMCG brands, um, taking them to market making sure that they're operating correctly. Um, and I've done all that really in the last probably 15, 20 years in the real world. And now, obviously, we've got this huge opportunity with, uh, with, with digital. Um, I also, as you, as you kindly alluded to previously, I'm, I'm a member of a, a couple of board, advisory board panels. Um, I've got a legacy product. I have a marketplace called Before Stores that I'm working on at the moment. And I also host a podcast, one po- podcast at the moment called Behind the Brands. And um, one of the reasons I'm talking to people like you guys at the moment is there's a new podcast coming out very soon called The Fashion Metaverse Club, which is all about kind of connecting the dot, shall we say, for brands, retailers with the metaverse, because a lot of it is unknown. And, um, you know, I want to try and distill that down for people in layman's talk. So that's a little bit about me. 100%. I think that's uh, actually very important because it is like tabula rasa for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Like, you know, fashion is, 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 is it's world by itself. But when you add up another layer of metaverse, it's becoming even more complex. So yeah. let's start deciphering one by one. So yeah. with your like experience with your vast kind of understanding like you know of, of uh, how the industry two industry curve you know collide so to speak right in your opinion yeah. how does metaverse fashion like you know fits like you know what, what what is the niche and what how is it looking right now in your opinion okay it's a big old subject i mean it really is a big subject i think it's also important to stress as well constantin that You know, you mentioned earlier about experts. I think there are some very, very competent people in this space. I think there's lots of people with expertise and what I'm seeing and the people I certainly get infused by kind of communicating and meeting are the people with external 
non-tech backgrounds that are looking at opportunities and then also the tech companies that are looking at the opportunities working with the people with the expertise in other fields i think that's when it becomes really exciting but if we just break down the two kind of things that you mentioned there so metaverse and fashion i think from a metaverse perspective you know we've got we've got a massive evolution of our world as it is at the moment um you know we've had some challenges as we all know over the last few years with regards to commerce you know whether that's e-commerce or bricks and mortar stores so that's been very very difficult i think one of the things i love about the metaverse is the fact that you know there are topics and discussion points being addressed by some very very clever knowledgeable and forthright people um you know whether that's smart cities or the circular economy or transparency using blockchain however you want to kind of frame it there's some brilliant work being done um i also love the idea of decentralization i think we need from an industry perspective we need a change of guard as i like to put it we need people to be thinking not so much about the way that brands and retailers have kind of imposed this is what you should be wearing but give that kind of understanding and control back to the end consumer i think that's really really important and more importantly i think from a designer or a brand's perspective i think there's a whole new wave ahead of us of creativity um and i think that's something that really really kind of ignites me again because that's as it was when i started back in the industry you know this is an industry i love with all my heart and actually it's been really tough the last few years because everybody's been driving for lower prices and you know we've lost a lot of the storytelling we've lost a lot of the dna that brands are about and and i think the metaverse certainly in the fashion perspective will allow brands to tell their story much better and for consumers to get on board with those stories and to immerse themselves in a way they've never done before. So so what we're seeing right now basically what you're saying is that we're adding this new technology to the to the industry that already exists existing mm-hmm. right we have thanks to augmented reality and artificial intelligence we already see like an interesting experiments where like I can actually try and fit in the the jacket or any other like entire like even like not like leaving my room right i don't need to go any like into the physical brick and mortar yeah. store to try mm-hmm. it on mm-hmm. uh and it's pretty accurate by the way like I, i should say like you know both uh for me the challenge was like with the with mostly with the shoes like you know that was a bit harder but for yeah. with everything else it was actually pretty pretty good yeah uh so I wonder like you know if we're talking about the next generations of consumers right who are digital natives so to speak, mm-hmm. right and so in your experience what are the biggest challenges you know like uh, adapting to the new trend like how often do you see that even the discovery by itself and immersion in this technology is is a little bit complex for certain mm-hmm. you know generations I think I mean it's interesting because the generational thing is has been a challenge and you know I'm 55 right and I got three older teenage kids now so I'm also getting huge amount of flex and kudos from them because I'm talking about things that are relative to them and I think you know when John Donohue started talking about looking at the alpha generation from he's from Nike obviously this the CEO of Nike um you know that to me was really clever the way that brands are looking at these native these consumers that are coming through but if we look at the older generation i think one thing that i like to think about and there are a lot of people that you know i have conversations with of all ages and they they don't know what an nft is they've never heard of a dao you know they're not these are words and you know 
kind of phrases that it's a complete new language to them. (laughs) It is, absolutely. But I think the generation, my generation, as we get older, you know, in 10, 15 years time, I'll be 65. And actually a 65 year old then will be very different to a 65 year old now, as we have had a 65 year old 20 years ago. Um, There's a great book actually called The Hundred Year Life. And it's written by a lady called Lynn Gratton. And Andrew Scott, I think his name is. And it talks a lot about how generations kind of adapt to change and how they get their mindset. And the book's quite heavy in times, um, but it is very relative because we're going to be spending much more time in recreational time. than, and, And part of that will be recreating our skills and actually recreating our experiences through the metaverse and expressing ourselves through fashion. And, um, you know, I'm a great believer of kind of breaking down some of these kind of restrictions, whereas brands have told you what to wear. Now you've got the opportunity to wear exactly what you want, regardless of age. You don't have, you know, if you're a 65 year old, you can be a, a skateboarder in a pair of ripped jeans and a pair of vans. You know, it's, it's really not a problem anymore. And I think as we get used to that fluidity and this imagination that, that, you know, is available to us, I think once the tools catch up, because I think that's something as well to kind of raise, we're not quite there yet, as you alluded to earlier. Um, it's going to take a few more years for us to get up to speed. But when we're there, I think it's just going to be an amazing place. Um, I, I'm also, I want to caveat that as well, Constantin, by saying I'm also a realist. I'm an optimistic person and I'm very excited about this space, but I'm also a little nervous in some elements, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's important that we have our both feet on the ground and we use the experiences that we've got and learn some of the mistakes that we've made as an industry over the last 10, 15, 20 years to kind of look at how we can use technology to kind of not only overcome some of those challenges, but set new parameters, new foundations for, for the industry and, and, and commerce in general. So, and this is interesting because we talked a, lot, a little bit about the generation and perception of people. And according to McKinsey, like in the report, they say that China right now was like the standout in metaverse fashion, right? Before, yeah. Which to me, I'll be honest with you, I, I was surprised. I would, I would expect that more like uh, Western countries will lead this way. Because what happened, just because of the simple fact that like what happened in China in terms of Bitcoin and the ban yeah. and et cetera, yeah. but yeah. it's not. It means like we're still like in a very interesting like this convergence where there, there's no clear leader. So mm-hmm. I'm curious in your research, I'm sure you're reading a lot of other reports. So, so mm-hmm. what countries will lead the way in the metaverse fashion, like maybe next year? Yeah, I think, I mean, there are some great things being done in South Korea um as well you know as well as china in fact the far east generally is 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 doing some amazing things um i think also um places like canada you know there's a very good friend of mine there's i think what it is all about at the moment it's all about these pockets these silos of ecosystems these pockets of people that are grouping together on linkedin or discord or however people kind of communicate and they're forming these communities and within that community they're all uplifting each other And I think, you know, Canada, I mean, uh, Kenneth, great friend of mine, is doing some amazing things. Uh, Israel, you know, Tel Aviv is a hotbed at the moment for tech. I interviewed Danit Peleg, who's a 3D designer, who is unbelievable. 
Um, and that was a great interview. Um, people like Tal from uh, Made to Flow are doing some amazing things on looking at using technology to kind of kind of break down the, the supply chain, which is really, really interesting. Um, so, you know, there's some, there's some great areas. And ironically, there was a report that um, the Fashion Metaverse Council put out to not just to the members and, and to the advisors, but to the, to the general market. And they listed all the people that were subscribing to the council. And actually, France came out as one of the most progressive, most involved kind of territories, which, and again, shout out to Mr. Metaverse Teddy, you know, there's, there's people all over the world doing amazing things. And I think um, as we develop, you know, we've, we've said it for many, many years, the world has got so much smaller now. And I think that, you know, due to my mobile phones and, and technology, the way it is, it's just going to get smaller and smaller. And we are going to be living very, very closely. And I mean, we're having this conversation now, you know, it's, it's really those barriers to entry um, are gone or going, shall we say. Oh, for sure. Like, it's like the new world, old world, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, mm -hmm. you're in UK, you're in the US, you know, somebody else yeah. is in, like, in Singapore, like, is in yeah. South Korea. It really, like, now we're becoming one big decentralized hub. Yeah. Uh, but I I'm curious, we still live in this world, right? In physicality, mm -hmm. we still have our body, we need to go shopping, right? So, so what, in your opinion... Uh, what will happen to the physical fa like locations and physical fashion? Because it seems like with an with an e-commerce like you know and something like Amazon like with deliveries like and and all this fitting right you mm -hmm. uh, that actually helps people to identify their size very easily. Yeah, the, the need of the physical stores are diminishing, right? And if I'm not correct in this, please like let us know yeah. more like you know what do you think about the brands who are leading this and what will happen with physical stores yeah i think you know i've i've grown my career using physical stores and actually covid was a big shock to the system certainly to my business because i lost physical stores interaction with physical stores literally overnight so that was challenging um we all need to dress ourselves ideally <laughs> so we are going to need clothes um you know but i think i think the perception of the consumer is changing i think they're becoming more conscious now and i think we're starting already we have done for the last few years to consume products and content in lots of different ways you know whether that's you know you would buy a book and now you might buy an audio book or you might go to a, a discussion and now you might listen to a podcast or you might order a, a cab or taxi using uber or you know so i think we our, our habits are changing and i think you know with the likes of nfts and the way that those are kind of bridging the gap shall we say to physical and digital elements i think that's something that is really really quite important yeah. um i think brands really need to be a little bit more um cognitive of they've been very complacent a lot of brands over the years have been very complacent they've been mm -hmm. cash rich generating lots of volume everything they touch seems to turn to gold and i think brands need to be a little bit more mindful how the customers and the consumers are going to be buying in the future and that really ties really nicely into transparency and blockchain so obviously you know there is this ledger there is this transparency that's going to be you know so there's going to be provenance for products and and brands and the values they represent but also the whole thing about utilities and how they're going to build their communities and how they're going to reward communities i think that's something that is really really important but i, I do believe once ar and ai develop 
I think there is going to be, we're going to go back to retail. We're going to go back to retail, but in a different way with tech mm. as the lead. And we're going to have overlays and we're going to have a much more, you know, we're not going to be buying content. We're going to be part of the content. And I think that's, that's how, how I see it. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with you. I think the content creators is one big thing that will be also like changing the narrative and also boutique like uh, designers. We actually invested in one company that that promotes, you know, like uh, uh, smaller designers who don't have like huge budget. They don't have relationship with big textile firms. But now yeah. with an advent of like, you know, uh, tokenomics, like different abilities to actually fund a, a particular collection mm -hmm. and actually provide them an opportunity to grow and to express themselves and to showcase yeah. their, 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 their collection to the world both in digital format and then linked to physical uh like you know that that's that changes a lot i think about it as like it's like crowdfunding on steroids like yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. actually yeah. providing everyone to win it's a win-win situation yeah. so yeah. I, I i was also <laughs> i was also smiling when you said like you know soon we still need to wear well you know i, I it's scary to me but i believe at some point you will be able to use complete ai app avatar that you will not will not see ourselves as ourselves will be in avatars and then we can sit at home naked on our pajamas but we will look like super fashionable inside the metaverse <laughs> i mean all those barriers all those preconceptions of the way that we've behaved previously will just get abolished you know yep. in 15 20 years time we are away from obviously a lot of that with regards to interoperability and and, and the way that things can happen but you know i've had meetings you know with with lots of people wearing you know digitally enhanced jewelry whilst we've been having zoom calls i think the whole avatar thing and you look at timo and what he's done with ready player me and the way that everything is becoming so much easier for it to be integrated now you know a lot has happened over the last couple of years i mean you know we've we've got to take that into context and we are all still trying to figure it out um but it is it's a really exciting time and it's a time for the industry where we can kind of just just kind of calm down a little bit and not get too involved with FOMO. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. And coming back to the FOMO, we have to also cater our audience who's already live and they're asking questions. So like, I mean, <laughs> I, I really enjoy like, you know, talking to you, you know, privately, but we also do this show for the people, yeah, yeah, yeah. the community, right? So, um, so we'll get straight to it. Um, and I'll just ask uh, questions from, uh, from different places. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of questions from YouTube. So I'll start with there. Uh, so start there from Blog Jelly Crypto. Uh, she, uh, he or she's asking, is metaverse fashion only for luxurious segments or for cu uh, customers or regular people too? Just repeat the question again. Is it? So, yeah. So, so is, it in metaverse, is metaverse fashion only for the luxurious segment uh, or for regular people too? Okay, so I think I think what's happened with with any trend, anything that's hot, um, is a lot of the luxury brands will jump onto it first. So you know, Gucci have done some amazing things. You know, there was the Decentraland uh, fashion event in March of, of this year, um, and everybody was there. Gucci was there, Hilfiger was there, Hugo Boss was there. In fact, part of one of the projects before stores that I'm working on at the moment. Um, again, this isn't about before stores, but I'm really I'm shaping that product to work in the, in the, in fashion week um, because i think where a lot of big brands 
have kind of put marketing teams onto this and said, look, this is what we need to do. We need to create NFTs and we need to create some noise. There was a lot of substance missing, in my opinion, and there still is from a lot of the brands messaging. And I think what I would love to see is more emerging brands coming forward and making that step and, and people helping those guys and communicating with those guys to connect the dots, to allow them to make that step. I think that's really important. And there's so much opportunities for, for lots of other brands as well to, to kind of step up. And it's not just a question of creating a virtual world or having buying some land in Decentraland or sand, the Sandbox or anything like that. It's a question of listening to what your customers want, listen to what your consumers want, because those are the people that you've already got the audience. Those are your supporters. And if you can satisfy them and you can all learn together, I think you'll have a solid bedrock for, for a future business. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, uh, so we have Captain Huddle uh, from YouTube is asking, have you visited Metaverse Fashion Weeks? Uh, what is your, in your opinion, the current organization of similar events? I think, I think you know, there, there has been um, a number of different digital ones, certainly in the council, you know, uh, Claire from, from New York um, Fashion Week has, has, has done a great job there with, with kind of promoting that. I think, we, again, we've, we're in this, really strange scenario at the moment where it's it's quite difficult for people to get that immersely involved so it depends where you're going to place your platform you can you could do something alt space you could just something in spatial um, which you can do on a headset or you could use a, a laptop i think we've got to be able to kind of get down the road a little bit more before we can make it fully immersive so to answer your question i've been into those environments i've come out of them thinking hmm I designers talking to the audience and focus groups and all those wonderful things that the real industry is all about. Um, but we'll get there. We will get there. And we might get there quicker. You know, it depends how hard everybody works. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Lizard, uh, ETH uh, from YouTube is asking, how does Metaverse Fashion Console contribute to the Metaverse Fashion industry? What's happened with the council? And again, I'm, I'm not... Okay, I'm, I'm kind of affiliated to some extent, but there is a number of people within the industry. So the council is a DAO, a, de a decentralized autonomous organization. And actually, some of the values that, that Kazbek and Anna have are really quite close to my heart because it is all about that decentralization. It's all about the people coming together. You know, my industry, our industry is based on relationships and it's based on trust and it's based on transparency. And these things don't happen overnight. And I think where the big shiny object of Web3 and the metaverse has attracted a lot of people that see they can make a quick buck, whether they buy a board ape or a cyberpunk or whatever it is, you know, and I think we've got to be in there for the long term. And actually what the council is trying to do is set those parameters down. They're setting a a, a, a team of people that will help and advise. Um, and part of those group, there's some amazing people from a tech background, but also from an industry background. And it's important that we get the two together because the creative mind and the technical mind sometimes don't, they're not the same person. And oh, actually yeah. to get the best out of anything, you need to combine talents and understanding and know-how and execution and all those types of things. And the emotion, the emotive side, you know, I speak to a lot of tech companies, Constantin, and they are, they're so fixed in the way that they've always worked and they don't quite get how 
it's an industry about people and it's emotion and it's 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 those things that drive the brand um and then if you can execute them with all the technical obviously advances as well then potentially we're onto a great thing so it's um it's a challenge at the moment but as i say we are getting there so so there, another interesting question about the particular shows and um so uh Nymphilus from twitter is asking can we expect to see more fashion weeks and uh big shows in the metaverse and will these events get more interest and create more revenue than a physical one i think you talked a little bit about the first part right mm -hmm. but let's talk about like Uh, in your experience, what type of revenues can they bring to the to the brand? Because some brands, that's all they care about, right? You mm -hmm. know, how to increase the revenue. This mm -hmm. is the tool. Great. Yeah. Okay. So revenues, <laughs> it's the driver, you know. It's, uh, you know, profitability, margin, P&L, all those things. They're the driver to any business, whether or not you're selling clothes or you're selling bricks to build a house. Um I think one of the interesting things, there's two elements that really interest me with regards to digital. One is how it will affect the environment. I think that's, and, you know, there are some amazing, I had a conversation this morning with a team that are looking at fractionizing NFTs um, and breaking that down so you can actually see what the carbon offset is, which is amazing. Now, whether that's an Excel spreadsheet or a decentralized fashion where you can do exactly the same. So I think from a environmental perspective, there's some amazing things being done. But also from a from a monetary point of view, to answer your question, you know, digital is it, it's very lucrative if you can get it right. And actually, if you can balance the two and you can still offer everything that the brand wants to give to the consumer, all those inherent values about why they're buying the brand as well as combining that with the, the, the understanding of how we've affected our environment over the last few years and supply chain and everything else, it becomes really compelling. And, you know, I'm sure you've done talks previously and everyone's quoted the McKinsey report of $5 trillion dollars by 2030 and $2.6 trillion by, you know, that time in e-com alone. So there is money to be made. We just need to be more conscious about how we do it. And I think that's the key for me. Brands need to realize that product is always king. And actually, the consumer is in charge now. The, con the consumer is the one going to be making the decisions, not the brand imposing what you should be wearing or what you should buy. The consumer will be thinking, I'm buying it because I believe in it. That's where I think we need to be getting to. So talking about the consumers, right? So there is uh, an interesting question, which will... Uh, put a more of a futuristic hat on you, like you know, as someone who's like visionary, right? So, let's. Uh, Raphael from YouTube is asking, where do you see metaverse fashion in five years? Do you think the growth will increase rapidly, right? So we talked about the revenues, we talked about the, the potential, right? Mm -hmm. But let's speculate a little bit more, right? How how do you actually see it? How the consumer experience will change? So I think I think there are trends that are happening in the real world. I think the secondary market is going to be a big player. You know, you've got companies certainly in the UK like uh, Debop and Vinted. I think Debop had an investment round of 100, well, they've had 105 million so far. So I think that secondary market is going to be really interesting. I think from the consumer's point of view, that's going to bring a whole new thing with regards to secondary market on NFTs. Mm -hmm. I think we are going to be much more 
understanding of those three letters in our daily life, whether that's going to a gig and getting an NFT or voting at a polling station and getting an NFT. I think we're going to have that part of our the fabric of society. And actually, it won't be long before people can appreciate that actually getting an NFT of their favorite brand with all the utilities that surrounds that has a sense of worth. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to hopefully, in my opinion, buy less real product, but buy more digital product. That's where I think we're going to get to. Um, and there's going to be this thing what I call blended retail. I think that's really where I think you're going to get this mix of digital brands coming into the real world and then real brands going into the digital world. You know, we've already seen Super Rare open up a pop-up shop in New York and TikTok are doing lots of things, pop-up shops in real environments. So I think we're going to get this blend. But, you know, the one thing that I really hope and I'd love to be able to watch this, <laughs> this video or listen to this podcast in year to come, years to come and, and kind of get away from this one-click consumerism which we've been guilty of for the last few years, you know, where you think I'll buy it and you buy it and you know, it's going to get delivered by 12 noon next day. And that's all you have to think about. And I want to see people consuming stuff and really thinking about why they're buying the products and why they're buying into that brand. And conversely, the brand understanding why their custom is so valid, because I think we've lost that. And I think we've lost that in society and we definitely lost it, in my opinion, in certain parts of the industry. And that's got to change. We've got to change because if we don't, we're, no one's got a business. It's as simple as that. I think you partially answered the other question that I had. Uh, the, um, <laughs> we'll have, like on YouTube that it was like uh, the question was like about the quality of, uh, of the fashion in the metaverse and compared to physical stores, right? You touched mm -hmm. it. So the last question for today I want to ask you is basically also, a continuation of your thought process, right? So Monsieur from uh, YouTube is asking, it's possible to buy fashion products in the metaverse. Would it be ever possible to produce fashion products directly in the metaverse? I mean, maybe he, like the question is like to design them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can, it depends what you mean by designing products. I mean, obviously there's there's Clothe 3D, there's, there's lots of different rendering packages that you can use. And, you know, I think, I think I would I would advise anybody that wants to get creative is to to pick up a headset or pick up or just educate themselves, get a MetaMask wallet, you know, understand a little bit about this space and don't be kind of phased because everybody will be there helping you at the moment. The ecosystem is really vibrant. You know, you've got LinkedIn, which there's some amazing people on LinkedIn. And and I think just just get in there and give it a go. And I think as we we are living in this creator economy, it's just going to be different from Instagram influencers now. We are going to be the content and we are going to be part of that content. That's how I feel. So I would suggest that, you know, they just or people just get involved, give it a go and um, and create stuff. And, yeah, we we will be able to produce stuff in environments and then hit a button and our digital printer will print something out. You know, it, it's it's real. We could email you a collection. You know, Danit talks very competently about some of the technology, and that's what can happen. Like you could go on holiday with no luggage, have your collection emailed over, print it, and then recycle it. You know, there's there's some amazing things happening, and I think we've just and there will be a competition. I think like where which 3D printer and production costs will be cheaper because if you think about it, like you know, some of the emerging markets. 
it actually would make sense to send you the 3D like draft or some kind of like uh, file that actually like is compatible with 3D printer. And if yeah. it's like cheaper, let's say to produce it in, in Vietnam, India, Turkey or other places, then yeah. why would you order it from United States, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, th- th- we're going to have a lot of intermediation. I also a big believer that like it's a multi-trillion dollar opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be happy to work with you uh, along the ways, uh, Warren. Whether yeah, it's I'm looking forward. Just- and, you know, I, I'd just like to thank people for, for listening in and, and, and ans- asking some questions, that very valid questions. If I can help anybody, you know, I'm very accessible. You know, you can catch me on LinkedIn and I promise I will get back to you if you, if you send me a message. But, um, but yeah, you know, we're in this together and it's a great time and i've it's been a long time that i've been this infused about day-to-day work it's um every day is different and i'm meeting and communicating and 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 learning so much every day as we do as we do and and really thank you so much for contributing to our metaverse research paper like you know we'd love to work with you more and uh thank you everyone for joining bullcaster today uh so we're gonna see you uh, around in two weeks at 3 p.m. UTC and YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and all the lives you can ever <laughs> imagine. Thank you so much, Warren. We'll love right. to see more and work with you. Have a great day. Ciao. You see you. Bye bye. See you. Stay tuned with Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls.